0: What's good? Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. So excited to be here with you guys today. I've got some great stuff going on, stuff that you can be a part of. So we do all all of May, this is what we're doing. We are doing a 30 days of faith walking program. Okay, This program is based off the content that is in the workbook that I've written. It's called Rule and Reign, the Faith Walker Manual. And this is quite simply, or in essence, how you can walk out your faith in a very simple and practical, relevant way. Okay, so how it's broken down, there is a different video and prompt or tool or framework framework or activation every single day and then you will have an assignment to really make that practical so you'll have a video that is shared and then you'll have a way to really dive deep on the training that is shared then every single monday all throughout may we have a live group coaching call these are so powerful because there's shared experiences, there's testimonies, there's breakthroughs, there's prayer. There's so much that happens on these calls that you can't possibly put words to all of it. It is God, and it is transformational. And there's also a community feed. So as you're going through this program, it lives on a private app inside CourageGo Co. that you have access to when you join the program. So there's a feed that is there, there's the content that is there, and then there's the events for every call that we have live every single Monday. So if you are just hearing about this and you're like, oh my goodness, what do I do? Don't even worry about it. The calls have been recorded, so when you join, you can go back and re-watch the first two that we've done. And you still got looks like three more. <laughs> you still got three more Mondays to be on with us live, which is plenty. Okay, so don't miss out on this. It's called 30 Days of Faith Walking. You can plug into that now. I will keep a link in the show notes. You can also go to www.courageco.org and you'll see the program there. If you currently are a member of Courage Co., it's also under courses and programs inside Courage Co. So there's plenty of ways that you get plugged in. If you get lost at all, all you gotta do is email info at julianapage.com and we will steer you in the right direction and give you a quick link if you can't find it, okay? But don't miss out on that. And then also, if you did not hear, there are now two different audiobooks, and we're waiting on the third to become available, but two of them are available, God's Vibes Matter, Reclaiming Your Spiritual Authority, and also God's Vibes Matter, Co-Laboring with God. If you want audiobooks, I hear you. I'm working to get them all transformed here so you can find those on Amazon, Audible, wherever you grab your audiobooks, they are available. So just to keep you in the loop, if you want to be a part of Courage Co., Courage Co. is a free community. We have prayer calls. We have an upcoming prayer call this Wednesday, 8 a.m. Central Time, 9 a.m. Eastern. We have them every other Wednesday morning. We have small groups that are on different days. We have Tuesday during the lunch hour, Wednesday in the evening and Friday in the morning. They're all different groups that you can get plugged into for free. And we also have monthly masterclasses and monthly challenges. So if you are not encouraged, go I encourage you to get plugged in, start building community around other people that want to invest in their personal and spiritual growth and get encouraged, get built up and really feel supported on this journey that can feel lonely. Okay, so get plugged in. It's www.couragego.org. Now today, I thought what I might do is give you 10 different purpose points. Okay, sometimes we are walking with God, we can feel overwhelmed, we can feel confused, we can feel like we're getting out of head of God, we can feel like we miss God, we can feel like we don't hear God, we can feel just lost, we can feel like trust is something that just seems like the strangest thing in the world. Like, yeah, sure, trust God, I get it. But how though? How do I do that, right? It can feel really uncomfortable. Okay, And there's so many levels to that discomfort. So what I thought I might do today is walk you through 10 different purpose points to really help you get clear on what on earth you are here for and start really embracing and enjoying discovering that with God, because God is not confused about you. He formed, shaped, and anointed you on purpose for purpose. He has a good plan for your life, planned in advance that you might walk in it. And he is with you every step of the way, okay? And I think what can happen is we can start seeing other people and we're like, wow, this person is like super anointed or this person hears God way better than I do or this person has got a ministry degree or whatever it is. We can we can make it look like the the image or the position when the most important thing is relationship. You get to do life with God, that in and of itself is everything and can be everything. You never have to walk out a single thing by yourself ever again. You never have to settle for less when you know that there's more available to you. You never have to just rely on your own strength and understanding. You now get to be fully supported, led, guided, protected, cared for, nurtured, all of it. And that can seem insane if that's not what you've experienced. I definitely can relate to that. It's not what I experienced either, but it is possible with God and it's what he has for you. And I think that when we feel stuck and we don't know what to do next or when we feel like we're not hearing God, we feel like we're off the path. And sometimes that's just relationship. Sometimes you feel closer in relationship and more connected in relationships than you do in other seasons. Other times you feel a little bit further apart, but that doesn't mean that it's bad or that you abandon the relationship. The relationship is just what you continue to pursue, okay, and it's available to you. So I just want to go through purpose points to help you get out of that place of, I feel like I'm stuck and I don't know where to go, or I don't even know what to think, or I don't know how to relate with God. All of that stuff that can bubble up on the inside and just make us anxious and want to just run. We don't even know where. We're going to cover a couple of points. So number one, it all starts with God. And what I'll say is that this might be an episode two, that it would be a great it would be a great idea to grab a journal (laughs) and write down these questions and answer them. You can even do it over a 10-day period if you want, but I'm going to give you essentially different prompts that you can explore with God and invite God into this process. You can invite Holy Spirit into this process to unpack it with you. Okay, so number one, it all starts with God. It actually says in Colossians 1.16, I'm reading the message version, for everything, absolutely everything, above and below, visible and invisible, everything got started in him and finds its purpose in him. Now, when I meditate on this and when I break it down like the word nerd that I am, I look at it, everything, absolutely everything, the message version helps us out here. Everything visible and invisible got started in God, in Him. It didn't exist apart from Him. It got started in Him and it finds its purpose in Him. So I know in many years where I was trying to figure out who am I? Why am I here? How do I make a difference? I could not answer those self-helping my way. That actually drove me into more doing, more achieving, more anxiety, and ultimately more disappointment and discouragement because it never led me to him. Okay, so Colossians 1:16, very powerful. We find our purpose in God. That's a great reason to seek him. It's a great reason to seek him. In my story, I really was seeking him to have discernment and to grow in love. That was really important to me, but to find your purpose is another great reason. So think about this point. We live in a world where it's all about me. It's about me, it's about mine, it's about what I did, it's about what I look like, it's about what I have, it's about me, right? And when it's not about me, we have a tantrum and we freak out and we try to make it about us all over again, right? Just hang out on social media, you will see it. A lot of times this is happening in the workplace also. But point to ponder, it is not about me. It's not about me, right? How can I remind myself that life is really about living for God, not myself? Sometimes when we feel so out of alignment, so distracted, so confused, it's because we are not connected to our source. So how can I remind myself that life is really about living for God, not myself? The purpose of your life is far greater than your own personal fulfillment, your peace of mind, or even your happiness. And I know this seems wild to think, but it is true. It's far greater than your family, your career, or even your wildest dreams and ambitions. It is bigger than all of that. So think about that for you. How can I remind myself that life is really about living for God, not myself? It all starts with God. We have our purpose in Him, okay? Think about that. All right, so that is number one. There really is an alternative to speculation about the meaning of purpose in life. And what I found this to be is revelation. We can turn what God has revealed about life in His Word into powerful information that we apply, right? We can turn to what God has revealed about life in His Word and receive it as revelation. It reveals how we live, it reveals how we show up, it reveals what's next right his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path right whatever has been in darkness he starts illuminating our darkness he starts making it plain so the same is true for discovering your purpose just like you can find revelation revelatory word from reading god's word you can discover your life's purpose by asking god and spending time with him and seeing what he starts to reveal to you personally says in 1 Corinthians 2.7, God's wisdom goes deep into the interior of his purposes. It's not the latest message, but more like the oldest. What God determined as the way to bring out his best in us. So, so powerful. God has a purpose to bring out his best in you. So, you can ask him, help me to realize that building my life around myself instead of you will only lead to emptiness and meaninglessness. I was made by you and for you, and I want to discover my purpose in you. Help me to do that. Lead me and guide me in your purpose for me. Two, this is a big one. You are not in accident. It says in Isaiah, I am your creator. You were in my care even before you were born, says the Lord. Isaiah 44, 2. Right? Point to ponder here. I am not an accident. I was in God's care even before I was born. I am not an accident. No matter how you got here, You are not an accident. You are not even a mistake. You're not. God needed you here, and you're here. And that is on purpose, for a purpose he has for you that you find in him. So think about that. Knowing that God created you for a purpose, what areas of your personality, your background and appearance do you need to accept? We experience a lot of suffering when we reject ourselves. We reject ourselves because other people rejected parts of us, and we agree with them, and we start rejecting ourselves. But long before you were conceived by your parents, you were conceived in the mind of God. It's not fate, nor chance, nor luck, nor coincidence that you are breathing at this very moment. You are alive because God wanted to create you. So again, knowing that God created you for a purpose, what areas of your personality, your background, and appearance do you need to accept? It says in Psalm 139, 16, O Lord, you saw me before I was born and scheduled each day of my life before I began to breathe. Every day was recorded in your book. We're not out here making it up. We get to walk in a good plan and a good purpose with God if we choose it. Okay? That is something that we get to choose. God made you to love you because you are his unique and special creation. God was thinking of you even before he made the world. Really? That's why he created it. (laughs) Truly, God designed this planet's environment just so we could live in it. We are the focus of his love and the most valuable of all of his creation. Says in Ephesians 1, 4, long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind, had settled on us as the focus of his love. So if there was no God, Then, yes, we'd all be accidents, quote unquote, the result of an astronomical random chance in the universe, right? But there is a God and he made you for a reason and your life has profound meaning. And we discover that meaning and purpose only when we make God the reference point of our lives. So just consider what currently is the reference point of your life today? You can say, God, your plan is amazing. Thank you that I was custom made for a reason. Help me to trust your wisdom in choosing my parents, race, background, gifts, and appearance. Help me to trust you. Right? Number three. This is really, really important because I used to be just like a driver in general. I was like a doer. I was like a get her done kind of a girl. But... What was actually driving me? Right? What was the motive? What was behind that? That's really important to consider. So, what drives your life? It says in Isaiah 26:3. You, Lord, give perfect peace to those who keep their purpose firm and put their trust in you. Come on, you Lord. Give perfect peace to those who keep their purpose firm and put their trust in you. Where are you putting your trust? Living on purpose is the path to peace. Living on purpose is the path to peace. So when we're caught up in anxiety, when we are freaking out, living on purpose is the path to peace. So I know for me, As I mentioned, I was plagued with those questions. They tormented me. Like, who am I? Why am I here? How am I going to make a difference? Like, I've got to figure this out. And I couldn't figure it out. And that was really, really scary. And I got to this point where I just got a download and it was, you are alive. Therefore, you're on purpose. Not everyone can say that today. Everyone that thought they were going to wake up with you didn't. You are alive. Therefore, you are on purpose. Your purpose is to act like it. And that was a sobering moment. How would I show up and embrace this day? Show up on purpose as as a way of doing everything unto the Lord, as a way of having and enjoying my life here as I am, not trying to escape or resist. But how can I fully live on purpose today? Because tomorrow isn't promised. And each day, I will get better and better at that. But that question... Your purpose is to live like it. How are you going to do that today, right now, in this moment? So what would your family and friends say is the driving force of your life? What do you want it to be? Think about that. Everyone's life is driven by something. Most dictionaries define the verb drive as to guide, to control, or to direct. Whether you are driving a car or a golf ball, <laughs> you are guiding, controlling, and directing it at that moment. So for you, what is the driving force of your life? Jesus said in Matthew six twenty four, no one can serve two masters. So who is your master? Right? We're a slave to something. Could be fear. Doubt, insecurity, anxiety, comparison, judgment. We're told and invited to be a prisoner of hope. To let God be our master. Master everything. Master coach, master strategist. Everything. Many people are driven by guilt, resentment, anger, fear, materialism, or the expectations of others. Living a purpose-driven life, guided, controlled, and directed by God's purposes is what starts bringing you into peace, contentment, fulfillment like you've never known. And nothing matters more than knowing God's purposes for your life and in different seasons that you're in as well. We're all products of our past, but we don't have to be prisoners of it. God's purpose is not limited to your past or anything that you've done. He can take a murderer like Moses and turn him into a leader. He can take a coward like Gideon and turn him into a courageous hero. And he can do amazing things with the rest of your life. Whatever you put in your hands, you will see his hands in. Think about that. There are a few benefits, too, of living a purpose-driven life. I'll give it five. One, Knowing your purpose gives your life meaning. Two, knowing your purpose simplifies your life. It really allows you to let your yes be yes and your no be no. Knowing your purpose focuses your life. Knowing your purpose motivates your life. And fulfilling your purpose will create an eternal legacy. Not just, you know, the things we build up on earth. It will create an eternal legacy. And the truth is, every single one of us wants to be remembered when we're gone. Ultimately, what matters most will not be what others say about your life, but what God says about you. So how will you answer God when he asks, what did you do with his son, Jesus? And what did you do with what he gave you? It says in Romans 14, 10 and 12, remember each of us will stand personally before the judgment seat of god yes each of us will have to give a personal account to god this is why it's so important just to cater to your own field just to run your race because only you personally are accounting for your life to god so you can say god i don't want my life to be driven by anything but love for you Help me to center my life on your plan and purpose for me and not worry about the expectations of others. Number four, made to last forever. There's more to life than just here and now. It actually says in 1 John 2.17, the world is fading away along with everything it craves. But if you do the will of God, you will live forever. You're made to last forever, not just be right here and now. So since everything has eternal consequences, what is one thing to stop doing and one thing to start doing today? We all have this inborn instinct, right, that longs for just being immortal somehow. And this is because God designed us in his image to live for eternity. And the reason we feel we should live forever is because God wired our brains with that desire. He has planted eternity in our heart. It says that in Ecclesiastes 3.11. Abraham Lincoln actually said, Surely God would not have created such a being as man to exist only for a day. No, no. Man was made for immortality. So good. How you relate to God now on earth will determine where you spend eternity. It's a very interesting thought. If you develop a relationship of love and trust in God through his son, Jesus, you'll spend the rest of eternity with him. When you live in the light of eternity, your values change, and that's why it's so, so powerful. You use your time and money more wisely. You place a higher premium on relationships and character instead of fame or wealth or achievements or even fun. Your priorities are reordered. Keeping up with trends, fashions, and popular values just doesn't matter as much anymore. Philippians 3.7 says, Paul wrote, I once thought all these things were so very important, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. That reveals a lot about our heart. It says in Psalms thirty-three eleven, God's plans endure forever. His purposes last for eternity. God has a purpose for your life on earth, but it doesn't end here. His plan involves far more than the few decades you'll spend on this planet. It's more than just the opportunity of a lifetime. God offers you an opportunity beyond your lifetime. You can pray this, God, open my eyes to see that there are eternal consequences in even the smallest choices of my life. Remind me to look past what is temporary and focus on what will last forever. Teach me to live in the light of eternity. Number five, seeing life from God's view. Life is a test and life is a trust what has happened to you recently that you now realize was a test from god what are the greatest trusts god has entrusted to you luke 16:10 says unless you are faithful in small matters you won't be faithful in large ones the bible says life is a test life is a trust and life is a temporary assignment These ideas are the foundation of purpose-driven living. And to fulfill the purposes God created you for, you're going to have to challenge conventional wisdom consistently and constantly and replace it with biblical metaphors of life. Romans 12.2 says, Do not conform yourself to the standard of the world, but let God transform you inwardly by a complete change of your mind. Then you will be able to know the will of God. When you understand that life is a test, you realize that nothing is insignificant in your life. Everything has meaning and purpose. Even the smallest incident has significance for your character. Every day then is an important day. And every second is a growth opportunity to develop character, to demonstrate love, or to depend on God. And some tests seem enormous and overwhelming, while others you don't even notice. But all of them have eternal implications. James 1.12 says, Blessed are those who endure when they are tested. When they pass the test, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Never forget that everything in your life really belongs to God. Your home, your children, your job, everything. You are just a steward, a caretaker, a trustee of all of it. And it's your privilege to enjoy it, but it's also your responsibility to faithfully use it the way God wants it used. Our culture says if you don't own it, you won't take care of it. But there's a higher standard. Because God owns it, I must take the best care of it that I can. 1 Corinthians 4.2 says this. Those who are trusted with something valuable must show they are worthy of that trust. So, so powerful. How can you start practicing seeing life from God's view? At the end of your life on earth, you'll be evaluated and rewarded according to how well you handle what God entrusted to you. That means everything you do, even the simple daily chores, has eternal implications. If you treat everything as a trust, God promises three rewards in eternity. First, you'll be given God's affirmation. He'll say, good job, well done. Next, you'll receive a promotion and be given greater responsibility in eternity. I will put you in charge of many things. Then you'll be honored with a celebration. Come and share your master's happiness. God, give me wisdom to see life as you see it. Help me to pass the test of character you place before me and to treat everything you give me as a sacred trust. You own it all. I just get to use it while I'm on earth. Number six. This is so good, right? (laughs) I hope you're taking notes and maybe this is one that you also go back and re-listen to Share with a friend. It's so, so valuable to share this content. I cannot even tell you. It blesses me to know that you're here and that this content is blessing you. So I am so honored when you rate the podcast and Apple Podcasts five stars and write a review and let me know personally how it's impacted you. But that is also how you pay it forward and make sure that other people get blessed by what's happening here and how God is moving. So if you would just take a second to do that, it would mean the world. And when you do, I will also send you the God's Vibes Matter devotional, which really helps you deepen your your relationship with God and helps helps you have a guided way to to seek him about your purpose as well. So if you would do that. Just take a minute now, rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. And then once you do that, go over to juliannapage.com, click on the podcast page and fill out your information, and I'll make sure to send you the devotional. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Number six, life is a temporary assignment. Have you ever thought about it that way? It says in Second Corinthians 4.18, we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. The world is not my home. Get that in your head. I'm an ambassador of heaven. I'm on earth as a temporary assignment. So since life on earth is just a temporary assignment, how does that change the way you live today? Right? If life is just a temporary assignment, how does that change the way you live today? To make the best use of your life, you must never forget two truths. First, compared to eternity, life is really brief. It says life is but a vapor. Second, earth is only a temporary residence for you. You won't be here long, so you can't get too attached. You can ask God to help you see life on earth as he sees it. With all the fascinating attractions, mesmerizing media, and enjoyable experiences that we have available to us today, it's easy to forget that the pursuit of happiness is not what life is about, yet that's what the world will sell you. Only as we remember that life is a test and a trust and a temporary assignment will the appeal of these other things lose their grip on our lives. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, The things we see now are here today, gone tomorrow, but the things we can't see now will last forever. In God's eyes, the greatest heroes of faith are not those who achieve prosperity, success, and power in this life, but those who treat this life as a temporary assignment and serve faithfully expecting their promised reward in eternity. 1 John 2.17, this world is fading away, along with everything it craves. But if you do the will of God, you will live forever. 2 Corinthians 4.18, we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. When life gets tough, when you're overwhelmed with doubt, I hear you. When you see evil prospering and it makes no sense to you, or even when you wonder if you're living for God and if that's really worth all the effort, remember that you're not home yet. At death, you won't leave home. You'll go home. God, help me remember that there is more to life than just here and now. Remind me to live like a temporary resident, not getting too attached to the things of this world because they are not going to last. Number seven, the reason for everything. Romans eleven thirty six. 36, for everything comes from God alone. Everything lives by his power and everything is for his glory. Hear that again. Everything lives by his power and everything is for his glory. It's all for him. That's the reason for everything. It is all for Him, it is bigger than you. So how in your daily life can you become more aware of God's glory all around you? Right? He must increase. I must decrease that he might increase. When we get so full of self and full of all of our stuff and everything that's going on, we have no room for him. So how in your daily routine can you become more aware of God's glory around you? Even if it's sending a reminder on your phone to just pause and look for it. Make it practical. The ultimate goal of the universe is to show the glory of God. It's the reason for everything that exists, including you. God made it all for his glory. And living for God's glory is the greatest achievement you can accomplish with your life. God says in Isaiah 43, 7, They are my own people and I created them to bring me glory. So it ought to be the supreme goal of our lives too. Jesus honored God by fulfilling his purpose on earth. We bring glory to God in the same way. There are many ways to bring glory to God, but they can be summarized in five purposes for your life. We bring glory to God by worshiping him. We bring glory to God by loving him other people. We bring glory to God by becoming like Christ. We bring glory to God by serving others with our gifts. And we bring glory to God by telling others about him. And there are three secrets about the glory of God that most people miss. I was one of them. First, when you trust God with your life, God puts his glory in you. The second thing The more you focus on living for God's glory, the more you will be filled with joy. Come on, somebody, right? And the third thing is that if you've committed your life to God, one day you're going to share in his glory. And God repeatedly promises that if we live for his glory on earth, we will share his glory for eternity. So your question with this is, will you live for your own goals, comfort and pleasure, or Will you live the rest of your life for God's glory, knowing that he's promised eternal rewards? You may hesitate here, I get it, wondering if you'll have the strength to live for God. But don't worry about that part, because God will give you everything you need to live for him if you'll just make the choice to do it. 2 Peter 1.3 says, Everything that goes into a life of pleasing God has been miraculously given to us by getting to know personally and intimately the one who invited us to God, Jesus. So, so good. God, it is my deepest desire to bring you glory. Help me to see your glory all around me today. Nothing would exist without you. It's all for your glory. Number eight, we have been planned for God's pleasure. Psalm 149.4 says, The Lord takes pleasure in his people. You were planned for God's pleasure. What could you start doing then today as if you were doing it for God and for his glory and his pleasure? Bringing pleasure to God is what we actually call worship. So it's not just singing in a church environment it is the first and primary purpose of your life and anything you do that brings pleasure to god is an act of worship like a diamond worship is multifaceted and worship is a lifestyle revelation 4 11 says oh lord you created everything and it is for your pleasure that they exist and that they were created we worship for god's benefit when we worship, our goal is to bring pleasure to God, not ourselves. Worship actually isn't for you. It's for God. Of course, I'm hearing you. There are many benefits to worship, but we don't worship to please ourselves. Our motive is to bring glory and pleasure to our creator. Psalm 147, 11, The Lord is pleased with those who worship him and trust his love. Do you want to please God? Worship him and trust His love. Romans 12.1 says, Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Worship is not what you're doing just with your lips. It's not lip service. It's what you do with your life. All the singing, praying, and praising is worthless if it doesn't lead to personal change and commitment. You can't be a spectator in worship. Passive worship is an oxymoron. Real worship is offering yourself to live for God's pleasure. God, thank you for creating me for your own pleasure. I would not even exist if you hadn't chosen to make me. If I don't get anything else, help me to know and love you a little bit more. Help me to develop a lifestyle of worship. Number nine. What makes... God smile. Have you ever asked that? What makes him smile? God smiles when you trust him. Psalm 147, 11. The Lord is pleased with those who worship him and trust his love. Since God knows what is best, in what areas of your life do you need to trust him more? Since bringing pleasure to God is the first purpose of your life, your most important task is to discover how to do that. The Bible, though, actually gives us a clear example of a life that gives pleasure to God. It was with Noah. From his life, we learn five acts of worship that make God smile. God smiles when we love him supremely. God smiles when we trust him completely. God smiles when we obey him wholeheartedly. God smiles when we praise and thank him. And God smiles when we fulfill his purposes. This is what God wants most from you, a relationship. God deeply loves you and desires your love in return. He longs for you to know him and spend time with him. He delights in you. Building a relationship with God and learning to love and be loved by him should be the greatest objective of your life. Nothing else even comes close to the importance of that says in Matthew twenty two thirty seven, 37, Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. James 2, 24 says, When we please God by what we do, we please God by what we do and not only by what we believe. God's word is very clear that you can't earn your salvation. It is only by grace, not your effort. But as a child of God, you can bring pleasure to your Heavenly Father through obedience. As you search through the Bible, if you've never done this, you can start doing this. But you can make a list of the small obediences that God says bring him pleasure. All of these can be acts of worship. So you can study obedience if you want to and see some ways that that, got, that brings God pleasure. Why is obedience so pleasing to God? It's because it proves you really love Him. John 14, 15 says, If you love me, you will obey my commandments. Psalm fourteen two says, The Lord looks down from heaven on all mankind to see if there are any who are wise who want to please God. When you live in the light of eternity, the question changes from how much pleasure am I getting out of life to how much pleasure is God getting out of my life? God is looking for people like Noah in this generation, people willing to live for the pleasure of God, not just themselves. And this lifestyle of worship is the only wise and sensible way to live. Ephesians 5.10 says, figure out what will please Christ, and then do it. Figure out what will please Christ and then do it. God, I want to bring a smile to your face. Empower me to love you supremely, trust you completely, and obey you with wholehearted trust today. And lastly, number 10. The heart of worship says in Romans 6.13, Give yourselves to God, surrender your whole being to him to be used for righteous purposes. The heart of worship is surrender. What area of my life am I holding back from God? What am I afraid of? What area of my life am I holding back from God and what am I afraid of? Surrendering to God is the heart of worship. True worship, bringing God pleasure, happens when you give yourself completely to God. And offering yourself to God is what worship is all about. And this act of personal surrender is called many things, consecration, making Jesus Lord, taking up your cross, dying to self, yielding to the spirit. What matters though, is that you do it, not what you call it. God wants your life, all of it. 95% is not enough. And trust is an essential ingredient to surrender. The truth is, right? You know this to be true. You won't surrender to God unless you trust him, but you can't trust him until you know him better. And fear keeps us from surrendering, but love casts out all fear. And the more you realize how much God loves you, the easier surrender becomes. God is a lover and a liberator, and surrendering brings freedom, not bondage. When we completely surrender ourselves to god we discover that he is not a tyrant but a savior not a boss but a brother not a dictator but a friend surrendering is best demonstrated in obedience cooperating with your creator you say yes lord to whatever it is he asks of you and the supreme example of self-surrender is jesus And the night before his crucifixion, Jesus surrendered himself to God's plan. He prayed, Father, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet, I want your will, not mine. Genuine surrender says, God, if this problem, pain, sickness, or circumstance is needed to fulfill your purpose and glory in my life or in another's, please don't take it away. It says in James 4, 7, give yourselves completely to God. If God is going to do his deepest work in you, it will begin with surrender. So give it all to God. Your past regrets, your present problems, your frustrations, your future, your ambitions, your fears, your dreams, your weaknesses, your habits, your hurts, any hangups that you have, put God in the driver's seat of your life and take your hands off the steering wheel. Yes, Jesus, take the wheel. (laughs) I read your mind. Don't be afraid. Nothing under God's control can ever be out of control. Listen, nothing under God's control can ever be out of control. And when you're mastered by God, you can handle anything. God, when I think of all you've done for me, I want to surrender all of my life to your will. I want to give up my need to control things and trust you instead. Help me to hold back nothing from you. All right, so what did we do? Today, we went through 10 powerful purpose prompts. You can use these in a journaling exercise. You can invite Holy Spirit to reveal answers and responses to you. You can Take this to your quiet time and start doing some devotional work and some study in these areas, depending on what God reveals. But you can deepen your relationship with God. Purpose and getting unstuck happens in Him. We are transformed by the renewing of our mind. As we read the word, we are changed. The word actually starts reading us. (laughs) We can see where we don't maybe align with God's highest good and highest plan, or we can see the qualities that he's developing in us and desires to have reflected more in the world. We can see what's on his heart and what he cares about. And that starts changing us. It starts changing our motives, our desires, our attitudes, our lifestyles. It changes everything about us. We encounter God. We can never be the same. So my encouragement to you is to think about this. Who have you been living for? What has been the most important thing in your life? What is it that's been driving you to stuckness or a pace that doesn't fit your life? Living in these ways that are unsustainable, that are actually self-sabotage and don't serve you at all. And what would happen if you surrendered those and started building trust a little bit more every day in the one who loves you and the one who created you and the one who has a good plan for your life and the one who's purposed you and can guide and direct you like no other? What might be possible for you? I encourage you to re-listen to this episode, to share it with somebody you love, somebody that you care about, somebody that's been dropped on your spirit, and explore these answers with God. Invite Holy Spirit to reveal different truth to you, bring you fresh rhema word, fresh revelation to you personally, and see what comes of that. And lean into God. The most important thing is relationship. And if you want some help doing this work, We are having so many powerful testimonies already and breakthroughs in the 30 days of faith walking. So that is one thing that you can do. You can get plugged into that. You can go to www.courageco.org or you can simply click the link in the show notes below. The other thing that I'm offering is one-on-one coaching. I'm opening spots on my calendar. I do this occasionally. (laughs) But they don't stay open. So that's what I will say. So if you are hearing this and you know that you resonate with what happens here, that this form of teaching serves you, that you would truly be blessed to start building a spirit-driven life, to start self-to stop self-helping your way, to stop trying to judge and compare yourself to other people and fit their model, their mold, which may not ever work for you and you really want to build differently. You want to build spirit-driven success. You want to walk with God. You want to have God at the center of all you think, say, and do. If master life coaching with God at the center is something that is on your heart, all you've got to do, email my team info at julianapage.com We will connect with you and explore what coaching one-on-one together could look like and if that is truly a fit for you and would bless you in this season. So if you want one-on-one coaching, that is what you do. Email info at juliannapage.com and we will get you connected. All right, everybody. I hope this message blessed you. And until next time, stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free, for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else, 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that, a community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire, walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed, embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease, feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's vibes mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit, and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.